When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, think you know tea? Well, then you haven't tried Tiesta tea. Tiesta tea is my favorite tea. Whether hot or cold, you're going to find a flavor profile that fits your needs. Tiesta tea is on a mission to create loose leaf tea beverages with premium ingredients. Tiesta tea segments their teas down to five functional categories based on each tea's natural health benefits. This way, you can choose your tea based on what you need it to do for you. Then pick a flavor profile that fits your taste. Whether hot or cold, this gives you a natural way to energize, slenderize, boost antioxidants, boost immunity, and relax. Get 15% off your next online order with the code JBTV15. That's JBTV15 for 15% off your next online order. Once you go loose, you never go bagged. Tiesta Tea, a bold tea for a bold you. Are you ready for a great classic podcast? JBTV, the respected name in music TV. These are podcasts that no one has heard in many years. This is the JBTV podcast series, The Classics. JBTV. Hi, I'm Jerry Bryant here in the JBTV podcasting studios, bringing you another classic JBTV podcast. Now, last week, we had Shirley Manson of A Garbage. I dug the interview up, and she mentioned Henry Rollins. Oh, I know what video I want to see. Liar by Henry Rollins. Oh, Henry's great. That video's great, too, though. Every time I see it, it makes me barely laugh. Well, you know, because he's in the police outfit. Well, it's just a great video. I think it's Anton Corbin that shot it. And uh, we've been listening to his spoken word CDs of late, and he is so, so funny, I can't believe it. Like the Aussie story, remember that one? Yeah, uh, he's just great. He's really smart, and but genuinely really funny. Yeah. He puts a lot of professional comedians to shame. Henry has an alternative career out there. Well, he did. Didn't he win something for that? Oh, no. did he? I yeah. don't know. That's why he's probably not doing it anymore, no? <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> he, I remember when Dennis Miller had his TV show, he was... Uh, Henry was a guest on there quite yeah. a bit. Well, you know, uh, Dennis has got a show on HBO now that yeah. is just great. You know, he had, like, all these stars saying fuck. <laughs> so when you guys get on there, can you can swear. Dennis, I can say fuck. I can say fuck really, really good. You know, Shirley knows talent, and Henry Rollins is an amazing, amazing talent. Not only is Henry Rollins uh, doing a lot of movies, music. He was in the band uh, Black Flag back in the good old days. He does spoken word. He is totally, totally amazing. I had the unique opportunity of having Henry Rollins at our JBTV studios twice. Now, I just dug up this interview, and I'm not really sure what year it was because, you know, I'm getting old and I can't remember everything, but I think you'll find it interesting. Henry Rollins, right now, right here on JBTV, the podcast, and this is one of those classic interviews I dug up from the uh, archive. Well, you still look like you're 22 compared to me. <laughs> yeah, one. Look at my face. I'm one rough 22. <laughs> TV party tonight! TV party tonight! TV party tonight! TV party tonight! We're gonna have our TV 
party tonight. All right. I know. All, well, we've been playing your videos now since day one, so you know. I appreciate it. <laughs> I want to know how many movies you're in now. I've done a few, four, five, six, something wow. like that. Because when you first were here, you were talking about just getting, you were doing the spoken word thing a lot mm -hmm. more. Yep. And how's that going? That's fine. I just uh, finished all those dates up. I did about 88 shows in the last uh, several months, finished those up in January of this year. And now the rest of the year is just the band. But the shows went really well. I was in Chicago twice on that tour. I did two shows at the Vic, uh, different parts of the year. And I also spoke at the university here in town. So, um it's good. good. It's a good place for me out here. <laughs> Which means, like, you know, rock power. <laughs> and so we finish. I go, all right, thanks. Good night. Ozzy Osbourne's coming up next. <laughs> and we go off stage. 40 minutes later, changeover. Ozzy hits stage. <laughs> the roof is flapping. Ozzy goes out on stage and does basically what he's done for, like, the last 25 years. It's like... Let's go crazy! Looking at the way you did the rehearsal space in New York mm -hmm. and everything, that was cool watching all that. Yeah, we, uh, we were in that place for uh, well over a year working on the material. We, we worked on our last album there too, and I expect we'll be back there for the next record. It's just this place that's close to everybody's apartment and it's a good space and we're friends with the owners. I mean, you know, it's a good setup for us. Looks like it's on a high rise though. Well, yeah, it's it's this uh, place. It's a big loft that's uh, above a Korean market on Avenue A. So uh, it's up a few floors. It's a long flight of stairs every morning. It's like four or five flights up every day, <laughs> and it gets to you. But mm -hmm. I think that would keep you in shape, too, you know. Yeah, it definitely can wear you out if your knees aren't up to it. But, yeah, <laughs> we've been going there since 93. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a tradition now to build these records over at Context, you know, build up the songs and... It's good to always be able to send him a CD and go, hey, you know, thanks for everything, you know. We thanked him on the record. This is room one at Context Rehearsal Studios in the village of New York City, New York. Who are you, old woman? She says, Jerry, I'm your mother. Don't talk to me like that. I know it can get to you. It can get to you. <laughs> the industry, the crazy nights, the flashing lights, the mountains of cocaine, the payola, the private jets, the women whose names you don't remember, the bands, the bands, the bands, the, the music. The and that's just a Democratic fundraising committee. <laughs> exactly. We haven't even gotten to the rock and roll part. But yeah, then again, yeah. Jerry, it's all rock and roll to me. New York. Shit. Still. Only in New York. Here I am. Stuck in the rehearsal room. We need a few more videos. Well, we just finished another one for this album called uh, The End of Something. Mm -hmm. And we'll be uh, putting that out later in the year. It's uh, directed by Gavin Bodden, who did the new video for Live. Very strange video. Uh, I have the rough cut in my hotel room. I uh, have to watch it later on tonight to see what I think. Huh. Apparently, it's very strange. Huh? I did it last week. I was levitated by a magician. I was beaten up by three old men in lab suits, lab outfits, and uh, I had a strange visitation by the Lone Ranger and Tonto who were both on horseback. It's Ooh. a very strange video. 
all your videos are the best. Oh, well, we do what we do our best. <laughs> Ever since the ones out in the desert, you know, that you did that one. Yeah, yeah, did that one out in the desert. Um, finished it just in time to have the uh, the uh, set demolished by wind and tumbleweeds. That's uh-huh. the part that no one saw. We have it on camera though. We videotaped uh, the desert demolishing the set in like a twenty minute rainstorm, and then the rain went away and the sun came out and we. Uh, finished up the video admits the wreckage of uh, our many uh, thousand dollar production you want to know why okay well you know we got like 20 area codes now yeah I know I just called my friend the other day she lives in town here and uh, they said I had to dial this other area code and I never dialed anything else but 312 to uh, deal with this town so it's mm-hmm. kind of weird I guess you guys are getting a lot of phones huh well you know this this computer stuff and the fax machines like you know in like <clears throat> high rise building you can have like 3,000 people I think they should just t- take out ads t- telling people to shut up mm-hmm. don't talk so much Cripes, we can't get any work done around here. You're calling all the time. We have to change the area codes. Just cut it out. Shut up and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh-huh. Read a book. Get off the phone. And this is the program to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See? Now, if you didn't spend so much time on the phone, you'd be spending more time watching me and Jerry get old. All right. Welcome to Sorcerer Studio, We, where we are... Uh, Rounding third and heading for home. We are now in the mix down. You know, I, I could figure that out. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> See, once he's a movie star, he realized that it's just, you know. <laughs> well, now that I've been behind the scenes, I know how it works. I know how the nitty-gritty rock and roll machinery works. Uh-huh. That's why I've got my hands in up to my elbow. Yeah, so that means you're going to direct movies next? No, no, I wouldn't want a job as a director or producer. Too, oh. much, too much mania, too much ego. Handling the stars and everything. Just you know? handling a bunch of people trying to... Uh, put their ego into your art form I would never want to do it wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole you couldn't offer me enough money to direct and I don't think anyone would be interested in me doing that either so yeah. so what was the best roles you've played in uh, the movies you've done which one's the most you know the most proud of um, I'm not particularly proud of any of it but it was fun I just did uh, that Lost Highway movie with uh, David Lynch I was in that movie for about a week that was fun just to meet David Lynch and do that thing other than that uh I, I, I enjoyed doing The Chase a lot, the uh, one I did with Charlie Sheen, because we didn't use a script, really. We basically uh, worked along the premise of the story, but it was a comedy, and the director said, you guys are better off when you're just making it up, so in the next scene, you're going to be cops driving in a car, and you're going to be funny. Ready? Go. And we just <laughs> shot for days, just improv and it was amazing, because I was working with uh, Josh Mostel, who's Zero Mostel's son. Wow. And that was a serious comedic power in that car. I mean, he was just incredible. I mean, he had us, like, howling with laughter. He's mm. crippling. And he's just one of the nicest people. So that was very much fun. It's not the, the kind of movie that people are going to remember forever or for a minute, but it was really fun to make. And Charlie Sheen was very cool. He showed up on time. He's a very friendly guy. Chase with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. And I was the cop chasing Charlie all down through Southern California to the Mexican border. And it was really fun. And I know I will definitely be catching a bit of flack about, about having a badge and a gun. I mean, I feel like a combination of Bruce Springsteen and Sylvester Stallone out there. I don't know whether I'd be 
busting bad guys or signing autographs. Kind of like being a star. There's lots of bands I like, just not a whole lot of them ever make videos. You know, I um, I don't listen to a whole lot of contemporary music. Uh, it just doesn't uh, it doesn't inspire me right now. You know, I listen to older stuff or uh, world. You know what they call world music. I've been listening to this one record a lot, this uh, Music of Burundi. It's kind of a sampler of different musicians from there, and everything from women singing and these really amazing patterns to uh, these guys playing this uh, really weird-looking stringed instrument where they just kind of chant and growl into uh, the mic for vocals. And it's uh, music that men play by themselves. It's not made to be heard by anybody else, but for the purposes of documentation, they let this guy stick his microphone in the guy's face. And he does this incredible music with this kind of atonal chanting and uh, grunting and groaning, and it's it's really awesome. So I've been listening to that. I don't think that guy's going to get a record deal or a video. In fact, as cool as you are, I don't think he'll ever get a chance to show up here on the big one, the one and only JBTV. You don't think so? I wish. I just don't think he'll get the plane ticket or the tour support to get out of here and do his thing. Oh, Besides, no one else is supposed to hear it except him. So. Oh, so this is music for one person. Yeah, it's music. It's music you apparently play by yourself, and it's music that can be played by any man of any class in that country. Apparently, the music is divided by classes. Like you know, if you're low-level farmer, entry-level, rich, you uh, can play certain instruments. But if you're hanging out at the palace or whatever, maybe you uh, have a more intricate or more elaborate, you know, musical. Uh, display i don't know i don't remember know. those yeah. priests those chanting priests had uh, sure the monks and everybody made fun of that oh that'll never do anything it was like a top selling uh it's beautiful stuff yeah, yeah. uh i've i missed my chance to see them live they were at the university in los angeles and i uh i could have gone i just didn't have any transportation to get there so i missed out and people said it was uh very memorable mm -hmm. it would be nice to see if like smaller companies than mtv like you know guys like you all over america could start maybe giving those guys a run for their money. Oh, I'd love to. I get so mad at it because, you know, I guess, you know how you, you look at albums, other people mm -hmm. doing things, and you think, oh, that's similar to what I do or whatever. Although you're in a category all your own. Yeah, I well, um, vocally, I'm in a category by my by default. No one would want to sound like me. You know, they, they would say, no, I have some talent, therefore I don't need to, to do that. Oh, yeah, right. You shouldn't put yourself down like this. You're the best. Well, I'd rather me put myself down than you put me down. Then I'd have to fight you. And, we... <laughs> and I know who would win well, on that one. Litigation. <laughs> you kick my ass on your TV show. I go running out like a schoolgirl holding my side going, ah, ah, you're served by DreamWorks. It gets totally ugly. So let's just avoid it as much as possible. Like wrestling. Have you seen, did you see Dennis Rodman did this? thing he wrestled yeah he's like wrestling but he's like hitting him but he's not even he's like a foot away from him and the guy's like reacting to it oh. I, I was on MTV last night with Dennis Rodman and we shot it uh, late last year uh, I got some email about it um, they asked me to lift weights with him in this gym in New York so I said okay because I figured it'd be interesting to meet uh, a champion athlete and I wanted to ask him about his weight routine and his nutrition and, and uh you know, his, his tr training schedules. I figured, you know, guy's a world-class class athlete. It might be cool. So I met him, and he wasn't all that friendly. He was just kind of distant, and we worked out for a while, and then we did some interview in a studio for a while, and the whole thing was pretty boring. And uh, then about a week or so later, or several months later, uh, they called me up and said, we'd like you to do some wraparounds. I said, is that a reach-around? They said, no, it's a wraparound. Um, 
and they came into the studio I was recording in, and they said, well, you know, now what do you think now that you've met the man? And I said, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't really think I got very much out of the experience. And they said, do you think he's a role model? And I said, well, any guy who does a book where the main chapter is intimate details of sex with a woman that he had, and he basically names the names and the places and the quotes and all that and and puts that out to the world just to get a bigger readership and a bigger advance, I don't think that's anyone I would want my kid to grow up being like because that's not a real man. You know, that only a coward would, would sell out his woman like that. I mean, no, no real man would do that. Was that Madonna? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I, I just don't think that's something that you should do to somebody, no matter who it is. And so he did, and I, uh, they asked me, you think he's a role model? I went, hell no. I, I think that was really a lame thing to do. So I got a few emails tonight, and some people said, well, I really like what you had to say about old Dennis. So I guess they must have... Uh, Put some of that on the old channel, so maybe soon I'll have like some six foot eight, two hundred and twenty five pound, skillful athlete like coming after me or something. I certainly hope not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he'd be in a dress then, you know. You can whip him easily. I've been chased <laughs> by guys in dresses before. You know, I, I I didn't get out of the milk truck yesterday, so no, I I, I don't want to get in anything with Mr. Rodman. I think he's an athlete of tremendous talent. I just think uh, his uh, behavioral skills might need some uh, work. Mm-hmm. Well, especially the money he makes, you know. I mean, just like, just do a games and stuff. Just think if you got that much just to do a show. I couldn't imagine it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I read some essays that says uh, that techno is going to save the music world. And I thought that ruined it. Wasn't this like five years ago? They said no. technicals destroy. It's ruined everything. This well, you know, you you create, you destroy, you create, destroy, create, destroy, create. So you know, it all gets to become the same. But now it's it's good to know. I sleep better at night knowing that that weenie men operating keyboards in perfect digital precision will be saving music. Mm-hmm. That that music will now be made by machines and there won't be any blood or soul. It'll be sexless and all the beats will have digital perfectionists. And it's good to know that machines operated by non-musical scientists are going to be saving us. You know, because I, I thought I was at risk for years. The last 17 years I knew I was teetering on an edge with all this analog hands-on equipment. I mean, it's the way I do everything. It's the way I have sex. It's the way I do music. It's all analog and hands-on. But now that we can kind of do it from the safety of our own keyboards, thank goodness it's, we're being saved. <laughs> I love analog, though. In our back studio, we still have an old MCI console. They're the best. I mean, it's just analog, analog. Although we got some digital video stuff, but I still had to keep my analog video switcher. So Sure. Yeah, we did the whole new album on analog. We uh, did the one before on digital, and that was... Uh, eh, we'll never do that again. Not the way we like to work. Mm-hmm. You can saturate it. It has life to it. It has tendencies. Mm-hmm. You know, print through. It just has all. You know, it's warmer. <laughs> you can do things with it. Mm-hmm. You can edit better. You can be a human being around it. Digital recording is, uh, well, it's it's good for bands like you too. Bands who are coming to save us. Mm-hmm. But movies, did you have to remember? Well, besides ad-libbing your scenes, did you have to do any kind of memorization? Oh, sure. of lines? I had to memorize all kinds of technical crap for that Johnny Mnemonic film I did with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to look into Keanu's eyes and say something about taking something, taking his head to Saigon and downloading it into a 
I forget all the the stuff now, but I walked around the streets of Toronto memorizing that, getting ready for my big day so I could say it and mean it and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. So do you see these movies like late at night, like in your hotel rooms ever? Do I ever watch films? Yeah, you know, come across them, you know, tuning around. Oh, oh, what films I've been in? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I saw The Chase once on an airplane. And that was weird because the air flight attendants are going up and down the aisles and they're looking at the movie and they're looking at me and they're looking at the movie and they're looking at me and they're like, excuse me. I went, yeah, yes, just keep moving. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> and uh, one time I was in Germany and I saw the same film with uh, all the uh, voices dubbed in German. So I watched me uh, speak in German for a while, which was... Uh, Interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah, I never, I never learned German. You know, so it was <laughs> interesting to kind of watch me with some voice I could never even imitate. Uh-huh. So was know. it a deeper or higher voice? I, or? I forget. It was just very strange. I called the other guys in their rooms. I said, "Here, put on that channel, you know, Oct, you know, and uh, check it out." And it was interesting. Understand? We can't get away from your movies. This is unbelievable. <laughs> well, I, not if you're up at two or three in the morning. I, I don't think I'll ever be involved in anything movie-wise of any great importance. It, the movie thing isn't all that much a priority to me. It's something that's fun every once in a while for a little while. You know, I work like five days a, every year and a half in a film, and it's a part anyone could do. I think the directors just asked me to be in there because they might be fans of the music or something. I mean, well, that's good. Yeah, it's something. I mean, it's it's definitely fun to try and do something else, try and do something different than you know what you usually do. So. Well, you kept music at the front end, though, of everything. Oh, absolutely. So, you know. that That's the one that's the top priority. That's the one that takes the longest to do. So, uh, yeah, that's the one we work on the most. It just doesn't, doesn't sound like anything. I, I guess it's for younger people. Maybe or maybe I just feel old or something. I hear all these kind of wah-wah pop bands, and it just doesn't do anything for me. It's like jumping out of a window and having four guys holding an immense sheet of Kleenex. Going like, okay, jump, yeah, you'll be all fine, we'll catch you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what these bands are for me. They just can't hold me. I put it on, I go like, I'll kill you guys. I'll, I'll eat your brains for breakfast, you know? I, I, uh, I did an interview this morning with Ted Nugent. Hung out with terrible Ted for at least an hour. And he described all these things that, uh, he had a, a very interesting suggestion for Courtney Love. Something about a, a, a car wash and her being upside down, something like that. Something about cl- cleansing. Mm-hmm. It's, it was intense. Yeah. I mean, nothing I'd ever repeat this being a family oriented program. Oh, yeah, we're family oriented, all right. <laughs> yeah, well. I can just imagine, though. I, I can think of a few things. Yeah. And um, he gave us a cassette of uh, a song he'd been working on. He goes, You know, here, Henry, here's a song. Is, uh, it's called I Just Want to Go Hunting. And we played it in the car on the way to the airport to come here. And, uh... Makes it, you want to go hunting? It, no, it made me, uh... It's, it's good when he doesn't sing the oh. song. When he just plays the guitar, it was smoking. The rest of it was kind of cheesy. But, uh, the guitar lead, mm-hmm. I wish, that, wish we had some of that we could throw at the listeners. He still got the touch. In fact, he played some when we were in the studio. Wow. He plugged in a, a Paul Reed Smith and started wailing, and it was really cool. He had it in, his, in the headphones. He goes, put your headphones on. Put it on, and he starts like sitting right next to me playing. And here's a guy I used to go see mm-hmm. play in the 70s, and I was like, this is so cool. Ted Nugent is like 
<laughs> rocking right next to me sitting on a stool. My life can be very interesting every once in a while, you mm -hmm. know. Every once in a while it gets pretty cool. Cat scratch fever. That was the one. <laughs> yeah, I remember I heard that song when I was like 15, 14 years old. And I was told that Ted had a new album out called Cat Scratch Fever by a girl who I was in love with. And she was 16, and I think I was 14 or 15. And she said, oh, yeah, Nugent has a new record out. And I was like, okay. And I went to the store and I got it because she said it was there. And I lusted after her for like two years. Bad. No? Yeah. Did you get any? No. Oh, gee. No. This, and you had to buy an album and everything? Oh, I would have bought the album oh. anyway. I loved Ted, man. He was the man. And I didn't really understand what Cat Scratch Fever meant until my senior year in high school when I managed to uh, somehow con some girl into being my girlfriend. And, you know, we started going steady. One thing led to another. After a few botched attempts, I managed to uh, de-virginize myself, a little clumsy. <laughs> Read that as pathetic and desperate. And um, also, I, I was the same way, but, you know... Thank God. I had you a know, reason. I, I thought I was the only guy. <laughs> yeah, it, what was it? The, the 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 two fake legs you had, the, the trust you were in. No, I, I had no really no real good excuse except pure fear. Uh. Yeah, there was one night of. Uh... Anyway, uh... <laughs> it, it, it was, was all downhill after that. <laughs> no, for me it was just uh, an even more uh, immense uphill battle. The last uh, when was that? Age eighteen. I'm thirty six now. Uh, the next several years after have been an immense struggle with, with me and women. Ne never a group of individuals I could ever understand all that well. But, you know, I think that makes for some pretty darn good music when you can't understand them. Mm -hmm. So it's changing their minds. They want to do this and they don't want to do that. And they're crying and they're mad and they're hanging up. Isn't life terrible? <laughs> Especially with relationships because they take so much work, you know. Well, no, I, I'm not one who believes in uh, putting work into relationships. I just... Um, well, that's why they're crying and hanging up. <laughs> not on me, they're not. Oh, oh, you're crying and hanging on. <laughs> no, I'm not calling. I'm not being called. It's the same thing with money and PAs. Um, one time we played in uh, Yugoslavia, and the PA blew up, and all we had was the monitors, the wedge monitors for the front of house and the, the oh, monitors. Like turn them around? Or? Well, we, yeah, we turned them around, and I kind of leaned over them, and we finished the gig. And uh, the big joke was no sound, no sound problems, like no money, no money problems, no woman, no cry. So um, if, you know, in, in times of no girlfriend, uh, there are some uh, tense moments here and there, which are easily, uh, you know, they're easy to leave manually. Uh, then otherwise you get a whole lot of work done and your concentration is just incredible. That's why this show has been going as long as it has been. Well, you know, Jerry, I can take one look at you and tell you're a man who gets it done on his own. <laughs> and believe me, sometimes it's better that because, way. You know, sometimes a man has to stand alone. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes a man is forced to stand alone. Mm -hmm. But we should not make a career out of it. No. No. But you know how all this goes. you got your high points and your low points. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get out of the low points. Yeah, so. but once you're into those medium points, there's like 20 of them available, it seems like. Well, I've been riding that medium wave for about a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. Well, then enjoy it all the way. Oh, I've been enjoying it. Brief <laughs> encounters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like close encounters. They're brief. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly close, whatever. Anyhow, stay tuned, a lot more music. And you thought Loveline talked about this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, here we are um, uh, pouring our uh, 
our adult uh, our adult desperation out to the camera. You're you're forty something, right? Yeah, I'm forty five. Uh, okay, I'm getting there. I'm thirty six. I'm mm-hmm. I'm nine years behind you. But as fast as I go, I'll, I'll probably be about forty two by the fall after we finish about a hundred shows, and in about a year, <laughs> I'll be neck and neck with you. Cool. Sure, and I'll come back here, and we'll both be gray, and we'll both bemoan mm-hmm. our fate, and we can then commiserate with several shots of Nyquil, and then get steal some cars <laughs> go down to the bad part of town smoke rack and punch hookers in the face hey it sounds like a great night of fun <laughs> yeah it's, it was the uh, a requirement to become a, a roadie for slayer i understand ah slayer yeah, yes. yeah. drink jägermeister smoke crack and punch uh, prostitutes in the face mm-hmm. tough is also the way to get into weezer too so oh, yeah. th- no, this is just what i've heard i i can't back any of this up with any kind of hard evidence <laughs> this is just this just, is alleged this is, well it's just speculation speculation yes. sure <laughs> after the oj trial everything's speculation it's all up for grabs and, yeah. at this point no, yeah. you know nothing is you know nothing is uh all bets are off basically mm-hmm. <laughs> do you play much weezer here on jbtv occasionally haven't a long time you haven't had the uh before the, mtv played them you haven't had I the, played need, them. the need to wheeze you know i haven't lately unless no. you want to see him you know I, I've never heard their music, so I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm blindly insulting someone who I've never met. Mm-hmm. What well, happens in America every moment I, of every it day? It happens so. to me daily, so now I'm just trying to offload, download some of the bile and venom onto some poor, unsuspecting male Caucasian. Mm-hmm. All the independent shows around the country, you know, we're the ones and the, the smaller radio stations, the, the, the radio people that still have a mind for themselves, well, I, you know. Those are pretty much some of the only stations I've ever been played on, so I feel uh, uh, very, uh, very close to like, smaller cable, you know, video stations and radio stations, because they're the ones who really go for the music over the commerce. Right. And that's how bands like us uh, can get some you know, some some exposure because people, you're not digging us because you think we're going to make you some money. You like a band like us because you like the music. Right. Otherwise, it drives you out of the room. I don't think anyone's really going to get rich off me. I can't do it. Why Why should anyone else be able to do it? <laughs> yeah. So here's your latest CD. Now, is this you? Is this like your negative or who is that? Uh, this is an x-ray of me. Really? This is, but there's a uh, there's razor a, blade there. Yeah, there's a razor blade in there. I took uh, a razor blade and took some adhesive tape from the x-ray place and I taped it to my forehead. I said, all right, lady, take a picture of that. And we did this cover for this big major label record for $40. Wow. It took a total of six minutes. Uh-huh. And that was it. Including the hand with the guitar on the other side here? No, on the inside? That was a different x-ray for $40. Ah. So it's more like $80 now. And that's your hand too? Nope, that's Chris's hand. Ah. And his guitar and his wedding ring. You notice oh. I don't have one of those. I didn't even notice the ring. No. That's quite a big ring. Yeah, some people call it a ring. Other people might call it a hook. Like, <laughs> yeah, reeling them in. Uh-huh. But I don't have one of those. Ring free. Yeah, I, I had one once. I've already, uh, and, and you look it, I, 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 already, uh, I already have signed my life away to uh, too many big companies. I don't want to sign it away to the wiles and ways of a female i just think that would just be <laughs> really a waste of my time uh-huh. especially get half of this big fortune you know exactly half you remember the eddie murphy thing the live on sunset strip half eddie half like when he has the california divorce i want half eddie i could never do that the prenuptial agreement i would have with any woman i would want to be married with she would never agree to the prenuptial agreement the prenuptial agreement would say you drop your key on the floor 
out of the house. Yeah, you gather your few possessions and you run to the house, <laughs> to the front door. If you hesitate, not me, but someone from my staff will kick your ass into the street. Not me, because I want to avoid litigation. Mm -hmm. Some penniless pauper whose foot I will employ, mm -hmm. who will be on standby <laughs> 24 hours a day in case we have domestic unrest. Mm -hmm. And when she says, I want a divorce, I hit the stopwatch. She has approximately seven seconds, because the guy with the foot, he wakes up out of his stupor. This has been seven years. He's now ready. And he comes running, ah, with the foot. If she hesitates to the front door, she gets nothing. Mm -hmm. She gets nothing. And, of course, no woman would want that. Mm -hmm. They'd want half the house. They want to saw every CD in half. Don't get the idea that I don't like women. Don't th get the idea that, <laughs> well, I, we understand totally. that I'm afraid of women. My ex-wife got everything, so I know. I, I didn't even get half. She it's, got everything. It's tough. It's tough. You know, these guys, they work all their lives. They buy a house. They move in. They get married. They end up with the dog sleeping on a piece of cardboard outside the train station while the woman and her uh, boyfriend of age 22, 23, the, bad, the Brad Pitt clone. Right. Which uh, has no job, incidentally. Right. They drive by and, and throw rotting fruit and vegetables at this guy who worked mm -hmm. so many years. So I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So anyhow, that's Henry's dating tape. So girls, <laughs> if you want to go for those terms, send us a postcard with a photo. <laughs> I'd like to set, uh, send off for the Henry Rollins Get Married kit where uh, I marry this idiot and we yell and scream at each other for 45 minutes and then we get the divorce and, and some guy kicks me in the ass. I'd like to sign up for that, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you could luck out on that, though. I, I wouldn't mind falling deeply in love with a woman. Mm -hmm. I think it would be great. I would be monogamous, I would be faithful, I would be attentive, I would be ceaselessly romantic. Mm -hmm. um, Lots would, of flowers, you're saying? Oh, the candies, ballads, the heart boxes. Doo-wop ballads sung to her underneath her window. Be my window. Um, <laughs> I'd run outside the house and I'd go, honey, stick your head out the window. And I'd sing to her. Wow. I only have eyes. <laughs> but I can't find her. Huh. Well, I can't either, so, but Jerry, I for every man, there is a woman. Yeah, sure, of course. And for every woman, there's a man. Absolutely. You see it in Graceland. Mm -hmm. Hang out in the parking lot of Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee, and that equation proves itself to be correct. Because you'll see a woman. Is that a woman or is it a troglodyte? You'll see a woman who's like four foot one, nine feet across in day-glow lycra stretch clothing bought from Walmart. Mm-hmm moving at a pace of like half a mile a day towards Graceland. You'll hear a slight rumbling underneath your car. Is it an earthquake? Is it a passing train? Is it a supersonic jet flying too low? No, it's her proceeding to the front door of Graceland. She calls. This guttural sound comes out of her throat. Cedric! That's the husband. Six foot five, weighs 130 pounds. Never he, fails. And he comes running after her with love in his eyes, which just goes to show that for every man there's a woman and for every woman there's a man. Unless, of course, you happen to be an overachiever. And then all of them can just go get dipped. And that's the pathetic little bag I'm in, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Overachiever. Yeah. Well, I think there are a lot of overachievers out there. Please sign up for a session with Overachievers Anonymous. You can come in, whip out your Rolodex, and announce your daily itinerary, and leave, knowing that people around you will understand. Thank you. And Lines it's only $1,500 a half hour, so sign up today. Lines are now open. <laughs> Give us a call.
<laughs> but I, I literally, after the first time you were here, I said, you know, you're going to be so big and famous, you'll never, ever come back. And I want to just thank you for coming back to our show. Well, I'm not big or famous, and I'm very happy to come on your show anytime I can, Jerry. So. And you're always welcome here anytime you want to come down. And good luck on your new tour, which starts up in another couple months, right? Yeah, we'll be here in June. Cool. Oh, I'm sure we will. Otherwise, we can just find more stuff to talk about. Oh, I'm sure we can. We'll both be older. I'll be 39 by June. And wait, wait, man. Wait, three years you're going <laughs> to... Well, the next few months are going to be really rough. Huh? Really rough. Are you ever going to grow your hair long? Like you? Mm-hmm. No. No? Did you ever have it really long? Yeah, I had it about as long as yours in 84 and 85 and 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I had it when I was in Black Flag, I had it really long because it made punk rockers angry. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to pull their little chains because they get so bent out of shape over nothing, like those little yapping dogs outside of nice apartments in uh, the Upper West Side of New York. Hey, 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 hey. That's like the whole punk rock movement to me. You know, Johnny Rotten being the head mascara boy of the, of the cackling bunch mm-hmm. of sissies. And um, <laughs> after Black Flag broke the up... tough, though, you know. Well, you know, he said something really funny on a show I saw last night. Where he said um, how Alice Cooper, or David, he said David Bowie kind of is responsible for uh, people having onstage personalities, like, you know, with makeup and everything. He says he's responsible for the creation of Madonna. He goes, look at the similarities. Uh, They both wear outfits on stage, and they're both men. It was really funny when he said it, Jerry. You're not helping me here. I laughed my ass off when he said that last night. Well, our viewers are laughing their asses off right now. You know what they always say? It's Hank. It's not what you say. It's the way you tell him, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess I, I kind of let that one like drop well, like roadkill. I road think you did a good job. Okay. I just can't laugh as loud as I normally do. Right. You know. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jerry. You're helping me out That here. was sort of a Christmas laugh. <laughs> hey, you know, Jerry... If, uh, if the video thing blows out December, Santa, I'm, I'm about to, I was about to say, yeah, you know, yeah. you could you could rock. Yeah, just well, get. I'll this, be in your Christmas video. I'll let it grow. You know, I don't. I wouldn't cut your beard until like next year, and yeah. you, by by then you'd be the man. Yeah. Or you know what you could do? You could advertise, huh? ladies and gentlemen. Jerry Garcia is not dead. He's here, standing next to me in Chicago. The Dead will be back on tour this summer, headlining Lollapalooza with Tool. No, aren't we and opening for your band? He's back. Look, Jerry Garcia is back from the dead. I am. Kids, you knew he'd never fade away. I get that a lot, too. Really? People say you look like Jerry Garcia. Somebody, when he was in town, the last time they were here, it was like, Pete, wait, someone has said that to you before, before me? Before. <laughs> I know it's hard to imagine. I find that really hard but to really, believe. A bunch of Chinese people, and I'm down by when there used to be the the mobster, uh, the Al Capone uh, restaurant down here. Uh, I'm standing right no in front of the place, yeah, and okay. and he was in town for a concert. The last concert he played actually was here in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, everybody thought, and they're like, "Take." I said, "I'm not," and they're shooting pictures. Blah, 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 you know, <laughs> so it's funny. Yeah, you could have uh, tied up some of those crazy hippie women and dragged them back here. <laughs> I tried, but you know. It was the dreadlocks coming out of their armpits that put you off. I know. I feel the same way. I thought the lack of showers, but... uh... Yeah, well. There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast. JBTV. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 